بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم This is the second meeting uh, on discussing Al-Hafidh Ibn Hajar's Nukhbatul Fikr The author Rahimahullah said Amma ba'du فَإِنَّ التَّصَانِيفَ فِي اصْطِلَاحِ أَهْلِ الْحَدِيثِ قَدْ كَثُرَتْ وَبُسِطَتْ وَاخْتُصِرَتْ The author Rahimahullah said أَمَّا بَعْدْ It proceeds then that writings concerning the conventional nomenclature in the terminology of the people of hadith or by the scholars of the hadith became many and some detailed uh, and some summarized the author here said it proceeds this is a, a statement that comes normally when the person wants to uh, when the person finishes an introduction and wants to get into the subject he says it proceeds then he said that the writings the authorship concerning the hadith terminology uh, increased and as to those who first authored in this ilm in this knowledge there is difference of opinion as to who was the first some of them mentioned that it was al-imam al-shafi'i was the first to write in this uh, concerning this subject in, uh, in his books Others are with the opinion that Al-Imam, the scholar Ali bin Al-Madini, Rahimahumullah, all, since he, most of his works were centered upon the uh, Hadith. And others mentioned or saw that it was Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi, Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi, <coughs> in his 
various writings. So, this is concerning uh, the ikhtilaf, the, the difference of opinion as to who first wrote in this subject. Uh, or the subject is the hadith, uh, uh, the second imams, uh, Ali bin al-Madini. Ali bin al-Madini. Concerning the hadith terminology, we uh, came to understand, yes, yes, that it is, uh, it is knowledge concerning the status of the narrator and the narrated, the text meaning, from the angle of acceptance and the angle of rejection, not from uh, the angle of relation to the rulings. <coughs> I will repeat. I will repeat that The hadith, uh, the, the, the mustalah of the hadith, the study of the convention of the hadith and the hadith nomenclature is focused upon knowing the status of the narrator as well as the status of what is narrated, meaning the text, uh, in relation to acceptance or rejection, not in relation to uh, rulings. Rarely it is, that it is that the people of Hadith convention or Hadith terminology or in nomenclature, uh, rarely you find them uh, focusing on the fiqh of the Hadith, on the fiqh of the Hadith in terms of the relation to the rulings. And however, The Ummah is in need of both, is in need of the convention and terminology uh, and also is in need to the knowledge of fiqh, understanding the hadith and in relation to rulings. That is because the fiqh of the hadith stems first from whether it is affirmed to be an hadith or not. And this cannot be understood or determined without knowing this convention and nomenclature of hadith. The status of the narrator, the status of the narration uh, from the angle of acceptance or rejection. And this is a knowledge which the person needs to learn uh, at an early age. That is because it is dependent upon having good memory. Having good memory. 
especially concerning the status of the narrators, the status of those narrating. And that's why the people of knowledge incite the seekers at an early age to begin memorizing the hadith and hadith conventions and terminologies and the status of men, of narrations. And also because when, uh, with respect to the other section, which is the fiqh of the hadith, the understanding of the hadith in terms of the ruling, this is something focused, that is focused upon, upon uh, intelligence and smartness. It requires that in order to determine the ruling. Then, then Al Hafid ibn Hajar. Rahimahullah mentioned that the first right concerning the terminology was the judge or Al-Qadi Abu Muhammad Ar-Ramahu Ar-Ramahu I will write his name died in 360 after Hijrah. But he did not, in his book which is known, Al-Fasilu Bain al-Rawi wal-Wa'i. Al-Fasilu Bain al-Rawi wal-Wa'i. This is the book which he authored. But, as Al-Hafid ibn Hajar mentioned, this author did not fully discuss uh, all the conventional nomenclature of hadith. Then after that came Al-Hakim. Al-Hakim Abu Abdullah Al-Naysaburi uh, who died in the year 405 and he authored 
his book which is called Ma'rifatu Ulum al-Hadith his book is called Ma'rifatu Ulum al-Hadith knowing the convention of Hadith he however did not organize it properly Rahimahullah he was followed by Abu Nu'aym al-Asfahani who uh, added to Al-Hakim's book and then he was followed uh, by he was followed by Al-Khatib al-Baghdadi Al-Khatib Abu Bakr Al-Baghdadi who died in the year 463 after Hijrah and he authored concerning the canons of narration he authored his book which is called Al-Kifaya Fi Ilm Al-Riwaya the sufficiency in the knowledge of narration and this book is filled with cases and verification of cases regarding this knowledge and this is considered from the best sources of this ilm is considered from the best sources of this ilm his book Al-Kifaya Fi Ilm Al-Riwaya Those who came after him benefited greatly from his works, from this foundation, the sufficiency in the knowledge of narration by Abu Bakr, Al-Khatib Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, rahimahullah, wa rahimallahu ulama al-Islam. Then after him, uh, came Al-Qadi Iyad Rahimahullah who died in 544 after Hijrah and he wrote 
his book known as Al-Ilma' Ila Ma'rifati Usul Al-Riwaya Wa Taqiyidi As-Sama' And this book is not comprehensive concerning the uh, matters of the convention of hadith. Rather, it is limited uh, to, in its aspects, to the presentation of hadith and the like. Then after him came Abu Hafs al-Mayamidi and he wrote a treatise called Ma la yasa'u al-muhaditha jahlu that which the muhaddith master of hadith cannot be ignorant of. So from this we know that the books of hadith can be categorized into two sections or two uh, categories. One that is a summary and that with some which is uh, at length comprehensive why some were summarized in order that they can be easily uh, memorized and why some are in details so that they can be easily understood and cases can be detailed until came until the coming of the Hafiz Al-Faqih the Master and the Faqih scholar of Fiqh Taqiyuddin Taqiyuddin Abi Amr Uthman Ibn Salah Ibn Salah Taqiyuddin Abi Amr Uthman Ibn Salah and uh, he died in 643 after Hijrah and he wrote the best book concerning the convention of hadith and he mentioned therein 65 kinds of the aspects of this knowledge and he lived in Damascus and he taught hadith 
in the Ashrafiya school. He taught this book of his, which is known as Ulum al Hadith. Ulum al Hadith. The various aspects of knowledge concerning Hadith. And he benefited a great deal and expounded on Al-Khatib Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi's book which we mentioned earlier. So in his book it was comprehensive and people gave it their best consideration and expounded on it and some summarized it and some wrote discussions on it. So many books were authored concerning his book and based upon his book Ulum al-Hadith by Taqiyuddin Abi Amr Uthman ibn al-Salah Rahimahullah And many were in support and there were also those who were critical opponent can we say that Ibn Salah cannot be opposed no because the reference is to that which is necessitated by the evidence So this is the criteria, and it doesn't mean therefore that anyone who is critical that he is rightly so. The opposite is also true. How many stood in support of the alim and they were wrong in their support, they erred in their support. That is because always we should have the reference to be the truth when the people of knowledge differ. Otherwise, the scholars may have those who support them and they may have those who may oppose them. Not only oppose them, there are famous scholars who are even insulted insulted in their knowledge and insulted in their deen in their religion insulted in their situation yet they were from the best of people that's why we find Sheikh al-Islam for example Ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah He was called a kafir. He was called a kafir by his opponents. Even there are those, or there were those, and still there are those who say that.
that Sheikh al-Islam that whoever says about Ibn Taymiyyah being Shaykh al-Islam and gives him this title of Shaykh al-Islam then he is a kafir they impute kufr disbelief if you say about Ibn Taymiyyah that he is Shaykh al-Islam not only that they accused Sheikh al-Islam unjustly that he resembled Allah to his creation and that one day he came to Damascus and gave a sermon and that he said that Allah the Most High descends to the lower heaven like my descent from this pulpit so he stepped down from the uh, high uh, level to the lower level of the pulpit and uh, they fabricated this story to say that Sheikh al-Islam makes resemblance of Allah to his creation and this was a fabricated lie by his opponents but Allah exposed them and we know that Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah stood firm in affirming Allah's names and attributes but he did not go for any kind of resemblance of Allah to his creation and he denounced all of that who, all those who do that in all of his books but it is certain as you know that the stronger the person uh, he becomes in terms of establishing the religion of Allah and defending it then the stronger his enemies will be because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Furqan chapter 25 verse 31 Thus we have made for every prophet an enemy among the politics, criminals, sinners. But sufficient is your Lord as a guide and helper. So, anyone who takes the position of the prophets in his call to Allah, then he will have enemies from the criminals, from the mushriks, from the people of desires, from the deviants, without any doubt. That is because the children of Adam, 999 will be in hell, and one will be in paradise, from the 1000. So it's inevitable that the people of ilm will be opposed and be criticized but the criteria must be the truth and the truth since it is the criteria then it is the one that will prevail as an imam ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah said in his poem al-haqq mansur wa mumtahan fala ta'jab فهذه سنة الرحمن 
the truth is victorious and it is tested so don't be amazed this is the sunnah this is the way of Ar-Rahman the most merciful the beneficent subhanahu wa ta'ala then after Ibn Salah Al-Imam Al-Nawawi rahimahullah authored his book concerning the convention of hadith which he called it At-Taqribu wa tayseeru ila ma'rifati sunan al-Bashir al-Nadhir he died in 676 Al-Imam Al-Nawawi rahimahullah And this is a, a treatise, and it is taken from Ibn Salah's book, classical book, which we mentioned earlier. A summary of it, actually. So, therefore, the people of knowledge exerted the effort concerning this ilm, this knowledge of hadith, the knowledge of the men and the regulations and mechanisms which would make the hadith acceptable or rejected and the author expounded books and also summarized in this field the field of mustalah al-hadith and al-hafid ibn hajar rahimahullah then said The reason why he authored his book we are discussing now, he said, فَسَأَلَنِي بَعْضُ الْإِخْوَانِ أَنْ أُلَخِّصَ لَهُمْ الْمُهِمَّ مِنْ ذَلِكَ فَأَجَبْتُهُ إِلَى سُؤَالِهِ رَجَاءَ الْإِنْدِرَاجِ فِي تِلْكَ الْمَسَالِكَ Allahu Akbar. He said some of the brothers asked me to summarize the important matters of this knowledge from what has been written فَأَجَبْتُهُ إِلَى سُؤَالِهِ So I responded positively to their request hoping that I will be included amongst them amongst whom? amongst those people of knowledge before him Allahu Akbar So he wrote these papers. Why? In order to put together that which may have been dispersed from the earlier writings. And so that it can be an easy uh, summarized reference. And he said, Sammaytuha and I called it نُخْبَةُ الْفِكَرْ فِي مُصْطَلَحِ أَهْلِ الْأَثَرْ The choice of thoughts concerning the convention of hadith nomenclature by the scholars of hadith.
and he gathered in it the benefits which may have been dispersed. And here there is a point of benefit we want to add. That anyone who is serious about seeking ilm and knowledge should always write down the points of benefits which he may encounter, which he may heal, which he may read. With him there should be a notebook to record that. And there will be abundant good in that. Because many times a person says, I will record it in my memory. But then after a while, he forgets. He remembers that he had something about this matter, but he forgets. Where did he put it? Did he record it or not? The solution is easy. He should have a small booklet with him, a pocket book. Or even nowadays, a recorder, a small recorder from these electronic recorders, where he by can record it audibly and refer to it if he wants to transcribe. And Al-Hafid bin Hajar, when he made his book, he also resorted to explaining it. He explained his own book. look at his humbleness when he said he would hope that he will be considered among those who wrote in this path Rahimahullah and he is Al-Hafid ibn Hajar and everyone knows who is Al-Hafid ibn Hajar and he wants to be considered from those scholars who uh, took that path so how about us how about us? نسأل الله العفو والعافية والسداد. After this introduction, the author رحمه الله began his book. He began explaining the hadith nomenclature, and this will be. The topic of the third lecture on this matter. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a benefit for myself and for all of you, a benefit in this world and in the hereafter. Alhamdulillah, Alladhi binamati tatimu salihat, wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi, wa sallam wa taslima kafir.